0: Don't ask questions You don't wanna know Morning, everybody Good afternoon, it's Mr. Gaines Way too vocal um, cool. To be talking to you, but I should've taken a break Not an oxford calm take what I want when I wanna And I want, you. Yeah. He died like a dog Bad, bad news. One of us <laughs> Time for some Esperanza Rising so Just confused. add some friction <laughs> All right, big episode today. Um, Miguel and Esperanza kind of get into it and uh, say some things that might be a little bit hurtful. Uh, One of the best chapters, best parts of the chapter, even though it's a little tough to read and listen to sometimes. Hope you enjoy it. everybody hello mr Gaines here let's just um go back a little bit over what happened yesterday because i kind of ended right in the middle of a page where there was no commercial break we just stopped right at two eighteen. so um this is them back at their cabin and isabelle's talking about this new camp she's excited about it because they got a swimming pool there um and miguel walks in and uh He's gonna tell the truth about what's going on. So let's get started. All right. Miguel walked in, kissed his mother, then picked up a plate and a fresh tortilla and went to the pot of beans. His clothes were covered in mud that had dried gray. How did you get so dirty? asked her Miguel sat down at the table. A group of men showed up from Oklahoma. They said they would work for half the money, and the railroad hired all of them. He looked into his plate and shook his head. Some of them have never even worked on a motor before. My boss said that he didn't need me. They were going to train the new men. He said I could dig ditches or lay tracks if I wanted. Esperanza stared at him, her flowered hands in midair. What did you do? Can you not tell from my clothes? I dug ditches." His voice was sharp, but he continued eating, as if nothing were wrong. "'Miguel, how could you agree to such a thing?' said Esperanza. Miguel raised his voice. "'What would you have me do instead? I could have walked out, but I would have no pay for today. Those men from Oklahoma have families, too. We must all work at something, or we will all starve.'" The temper Esperanza did not recognize raged to the surface. Then, like the irrigation pipes in the fields, when the water is first turned on, her anger burst forth. Why didn't your boss tell the others to dig the ditches? She looked at the dough she was holding in her hand and threw it at the wall. It stuck for an instant, and then slowly slid down the wall, leaving a darkened trail. Isabel's serious eyes darted from Miguel to, to Esperanza to Hortensia. Are we going to starve? No, they all answered at the same time. Esperanza's eyes were on fire. She stamped out of the cabin, slamming the door, and walked past the mulberry and the chinaberry trees to the vineyard. She hurried down a row, then cut over to another. Esperanza! She heard Miguel's voice in the distance, but she didn't answer. When she got to the end of one row, she moved up to another. Answer! She could hear him running down the rows, catching up with her. She kept her eyes on the tamarisk trees in the far distance and walked faster. Miguel eventually caught her arm and pulled her around. What is the matter with you? Is this the better life that you left Mexico for? Is it? Nothing is right here. Isabel will certainly not be queen, no matter how badly she wants it, because she is Mexican. You cannot work on engines, because you are Mexican. We have gone to work through angry crowds of our own people who threw rocks at us, and I'm afraid they might have been right. They send people back to Mexico, even if they don't belong there, just for speaking up. We live in a horse stall, and none of this bothers you? Have you heard that they are building a new camp for Okies with a swimming pool? The Mexicans can only swim in it it on the afternoon before they clean it. Have you heard they will be given inside toilets and hot water? Why is that, Miguel? Is it because they are the fairest in the land? Tell me, is this life really better than being a servant in Mexico? Miguel looked out over the grapes where the sun set low on the horizon, casting long shadows in the vineyard. He turned back to her. In Mexico, I was a second-class citizen. I stood on the other side of the river, remember? And I would have stayed that way my entire life. At least here, I have a chance, however small, to become more than what I was. You, obviously, can never understand this because you have never lived without hope. She clenched her fists and closed her eyes tight in frustration. Miguel, do you not understand? You are still a second-class citizen because you act like one, letting them take advantage of you like that. Why don't you go to your boss and confront him? Why don't you speak up for yourself and your talents? You are beginning to sound like the strikers. Esperanza, said Miguel coldly. There is more than one way to get what you want in this country. Maybe I must be more determined than others to succeed, but I know that it will happen. Aguantete tantito y la fruta caerá en tu mano. The words stopped her as if someone had slapped her in the face. Papa's words. Wait a little while and the fruit will fall into your hand she was tired of waiting. She was tired of mama being sick, and abuelita being far away, and papa being dead. As she thought about papa, tears sprang from her eyes, and she suddenly felt weary, as if she had been clinging to a rope, but didn't have the strength to hold on any longer. She sobbed with her eyes closed and imagined she was falling, with the wind whooshing past her and nothing but darkness below. Ansa, could I fall all the way back to Mexico if I never opened my eyes again? She felt Miguel's hand on her arm and opened her eyes. Ansa, everything will work out, he said. Esperanza backed away from him and shook her head. How do you know these things, Miguel? Do you have some prophecy that I do not? I have lost everything, every single thing, and all the things that I was meant to be. See these perfect rows, Miguel? They are like what my life would be, would have been. These rows know where they are going, straight ahead. Now my life is like the zigzag in the blanket on Mama's bed. I need to get Abuelita here, but I cannot even send her my pitiful savings for fear my uncles will find out and keep her there forever. I pay Mama's medical bills, but next month there will be more. I can't stand your blind hope. I don't want to hear your optimism about this land of possibility when I see no proof. As bad as things are, we have to keep trying. But it does no good. Look at yourself. Are you standing on the other side of the river? No, you are still a peasant. With eyes as hard as green plums, Miguel stared at her and his face contorted into a disgusted grimace. And you still think you are a queen. Don't ask questions, you don't wanna know Morning everybody, good afternoon, it's Mr. Gaines. Way too long ago. To be talking to you, but I thought I should've taken a break Not an to come, take what I want when I want it no one, yeah. He died like your dog. <laughs> no Time for some surprising. Just add some friction. <laughs> Alright, big episode today. Um <laughs> Miguel and Esperanza kind of get into it and uh, say some things that might be a little bit hurtful. Uh, One of the best chapters, best parts of the chapter, even though it's a little tough to read and listen to sometimes. Hope you enjoy it. I think I was just relieved to see that.